Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Yesterday, I started talking about the story of the Magi. Mary Alice and I are uh, giving you little nuggets from the story of the birth of Jesus as we lead up to Christmas here. And as uh, for those of you who are New Springers and saw the sermon last week or you watched us online, you know that last weekend I spoke about the Magi with a, a, in a message called Running with the Magi. And uh, I, sometimes I love, I love to take you in my world. And, you know, when I'm preparing for a sermon, or a message or a talk that I'm going to do. So many times, you know, the talk that I ultimately give is only about 20% of what I study, and there's so many things uh, that wind up not making the sermon, but they're things that I think about. And, and Mary Alice is so good-natured, she listens to all those things in our morning devotions as I'm getting ready to write the message. I want to talk for a few moments about the juxtaposition of the Magi and Herod because I think there's a great lesson for you and me in our lives today. Now the Magi, as we've already seen, were probably from Persia. That's where I think they were from. I think they came from the city that we call Susa in ancient history. Could be that they have been from Babylon. We just know that they came a great distance and they were the elite intellectual mathematicians, scientists, astronomers of their day. And they were very excited about seeing the newborn king of the Jews and and I think I shared this in the message this last weekend, so I won't go over it again, but the reason why they were so in pursuit of this particular king is Daniel had told them that this king would do something that no other king could do, that he would know what to do with sin. Uh, you know, I think it was Socrates who said to Plato, it may be that the Almighty can forgive sin, but I don't see how. And I think that troubled even the smartest people in the world. You know, they, they could figure out some math and science, but what do you do with wrong? And Daniel had said that this, this king would deal with sin and guilt. And then, and there are seven things that Daniel said this king would do, but it all kind of comes down to knowing what to do with guilt and making a world that's right. So when the Magi heard that, you know, for centuries, and they've been looking at what Daniel said, they were enthralled with the idea of this king coming into the world. He was king of the Jews, but they knew he was going to change the whole world. So that's why they took this trip of probably a thousand miles. And so they had this hunger inside. And that's one of the things that I love as pastor of New Spring. I run into so many people that have a hunger to know God. Uh, that's beautiful to me. And I see that in the Magi. I don't know if they're Babylonian or Persian. You know, today we would say maybe they were from Iraq or Iran. I don't know where they were from. I just know that they had a hunger for God. Well, when they get to Jerusalem, they're just, they're disappointed. You know, they, they figured that everybody's just gonna be crazy about this newborn king. You know, we see what happens in England when they have a new prince born. Um, and, and they just figure when we get to Jerusalem, man, everybody's gonna be partying and there's gonna be decorations and bunning and signs everywhere. And people are just gonna be out of their minds celebrating. And they get there and it's crickets. And nobody knows, nobody seems to know. And so they go to the palace, they're used to dealing with kings, and they find Herod. Now we're going to talk about Herod this coming weekend at New Spring. Herod was not a Jew. He was a puppet king put on the throne by the Romans. The Romans didn't know the difference. They didn't understand that he was an Idumean. He was a descendant of Esau, wasn't a Jew. And he was a wicked man. Uh, you know, we read about Herod killing the babies. Well, my goodness, he killed his own kids, killed one of his wives. So he was a, he was a horrible, horrible guy. But what I find interesting, and this is what I want to talk about today, is when the Magi get to Herod and they have this conversation, Herod pretends that he's about the same thing that the Magi are. Because, well, let's, let's look at this. 
King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. And he called a meeting of the leading priests and asked where is Messiah supposed to be born? So in verse seven, he calls the wise men back in and, and he learns from them when the star first appeared. And he says, go to Bethlehem and search for the baby. And when you find him, come back and tell me because I want to worship him too. But Herod didn't want to worship him. He, he wanted to kill him. I think it's time for us to talk about something. You and I are going to have people in our lives that claim to be about the same things that we're about. But very clearly, when you look and examine their lives, it's clear they're about the opposite thing than we're about. They may talk the talk, but it's clear that they're not about the same things that we're about. I can't tell you how many times I've counseled back when I used to do weddings and I used to do marriage counseling, premarital counseling. I used to talk to typically would be a young lady and, and she was a Christian and she would say, well, I know this guy has a whole lot of problems in his life and he doesn't seem to follow God and doesn't want to go to church, but he prayed when he was seven years old at church and, and so I know he's a Christian. Well, he may have prayed when he was seven years old, he may not have. He may have just been lying to her to get her to stay in a relationship with him. But what's very clear from listening to her is he's not about the same things that she's about. Well, we're all going to have that experience. You know, Adrian Rogers, a guy who was a mentor to me and a great friend, Adrian Rogers talked about such people and he said, they use our vocabulary, but not our dictionary. <laughs> That's one of the best statements I've ever heard in my life. Well, that was Herod. Herod used the same vocabulary as the wise men. When you find him, tell me where he is and I'll go with you to worship him but not the dictionary, because worship, worship didn't mean to Herod what it meant to the wise men. You know, it is interesting to me what God did for the wise men. He sent them away from this person. You know, there are times when we just can't travel with certain people. It's not that we don't love them. It's not that we don't care about them. You know, sometimes Christians have the idea that love means you just, whatever, you, you know, someone is, opposed to what you're about that somehow you're going to find a way to work with them and travel with them and maybe even be in a relationship with them because that's the sign of christian love no that's not christian love that's foolishness the bible asks the question how can two people walk together unless they agree on the route and so i think it's important for us to pay attention to these things and 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 look to see if people who claim to be about what we're about see if their life corroborates that because in this particular case it didn't and the Lord warned the wise men when they found baby Jesus to go home a different way and that's another thing too and I don't want to get too deep into metaphor here but you know it is uh, it is of note that the wise men came down one path and when they met Jesus they traveled a different path that's a beautiful metaphor for how our lives change once we experience Jesus but we'll save that for another day and another message well, I know today's talk is a little bit challenging, but it could cause us to re-examine some relationships and friendships in our lives and ask the question, are they truly about what we're about? Does it mean we don't love them? Does it mean that we can't do good things for them? But it does mean we can't yoke our lives together with them, whether in business or marriage relationships or any significant relationship where you have to travel with someone and they have to be about what you're about. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. We'll be back tomorrow. Mary Alice will have some insights from God's Word for you, and I know they'll be a great blessing. Please don't forget, wow, we've got Christmas Eve services coming up. We have three days of them. Uh, if you haven't already picked the day that you're going to attend, you can get on our website, uh, newspring.org, and you can pick a worship service. And I promise you, it'll be the service of a lifetime. I've already seen the television special, which is 
the Christmas Eve service, and it's just mind-blowing. Don't forget to check out our television times, too, and invite friends all over the United States to be part of this incredible Christmas experience, Unwrapping Christmas. Let's pray. Oh God, there's so many things on our hearts today. We start with what we talked about. Lord, sometimes it's a real challenge to know who we can travel with in these crazy dark days. There's so few people that really have a passion to follow you. Help us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Music